Successful Farming is brought to you by Ostara, the producers of Crystal Green Fertilizer. Don't let your crops get hangry. Put them in control of their nutrient uptake. Learn more at crystalgreen.com. There's nothing worse than being hangry. You're irritable, starving, and not pleasant to be around. A trip to the fridge can usually solve it for you. But what happens when your crops get hangry? With Crystal Green, you don't have to find out. Crystal Green is a granular fertilizer that releases phosphorus, nitrogen, and magnesium based on crop demand. This on-demand access helps maximize yield and eliminates the concern of nutrient loss to soil tie-up, runoff, and leaching. Don't let your crops get hangry. Visit crystalgreen.com to learn more. Welcome to the Successful Farming Podcast. I'm Lori Boyer. Today, I visit with Greg Ibendahl. He is an associate in the Department of Agricultural Economics at Kansas State University, and we will be talking about retrofitting tractors and agricultural equipment in our discussion today. Greg, before we get to that, I want to learn more about you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, I grew up on a kind of a small grain beef farm in Southern Illinois. Really had no intention of really becoming an ag economist when I first graduated because my bachelor's degree is actually in ag mechanization. So I started my career working for Decal Genetics, which is now, I guess, part of Bayer in the whole scheme of the hybrid seed corn market thing. So I worked for them about five years. I was able to get my MBA. That kind of got me interested in economics. Then I quit my job there and went to school at University of Illinois and got my PhD. And been in kind of farm management ever since. Been at three universities now, uh, University of Kentucky and Mississippi State and now Kansas State. So, yeah, I think that this will be my last stop on the academic tour anyway. I really like Kansas. It's turned out to be a lot nicer state than what I had first envisioned when I went up there to interview. But the Flint Hills area is just you know, beautiful. So I really like it there. And Greg, how long have you been at Kansas State University then? Oh, I guess about 10 years, 11 years now or so. Yeah, I got all of my kids are in school and high school right now. So, yeah, it's a little tough to even consider any place when they're all involved with doing sports and have friends there. Yeah, I get it, Greg. Having kids myself, I think most people probably do get it and understand. As we get into our topic of retrofitting here today, when I say retrofit, what exactly does that mean? Well, it really means taking a piece of technology that you own and kind of bringing it up to speed so it matches current technology. So really, you could apply that to really almost anything. I think when you're talking about it in the ag world, you're really talking about taking a piece of equipment and uh, kind of bringing it up to standards. Like maybe you might want to take a tractor that doesn't have any kind of technology for like auto steer or something like that and adding those things to kind of bring it up to meet what the current set of tractors would have. And I mean, really any piece of equipment, you could probably think of adding some retrofitting to it. Whether you're talking about a tractor that would have auto steer or maybe even planter having newer capabilities as far as newer planting technologies to even things with the combine. So there's a whole range of things you could think about doing retrofits to. Greg, what kind of tractors and equipment can be retrofitted? Well, I would say certainly tractors would have that option, especially when you're talking about adding the technology for auto guidance and driving. So that'd probably be one thing people would think of right away. I think planters is another big category because of the advances they had made in planning technology over time. I mean, you still need a basic planter frame that would have, you know, hydraulic hoses and wheels and such. So that base is there to start with. It's just a lot. It's just adding a new set of planter boxes that would help with that regard. There's probably even things on combines as far as adding better headers and things there you could do to add to improve too. 
things that probably don't lend themselves well to retrofitting. I mean, take piece of tillage equipment. There are, you know, you can always put new things on there, but if you're buying like a disc, I mean, I don't know what you could really do to make it fancier. Maybe you could combine a disc to something else and combine different operations together. So, you know, there's some equipment that's probably more obvious choice for retrofitting than others. I would say sprayers would probably be another category that would be a good fit for something like that as well. Greg, as an economist, what is your advice in helping people decide whether or not retrofitting is a good idea? That's a pretty basic economic question. So I think what you're really looking at is whether, you know, what you have to look at the cost of a new piece of equipment that would have everything you want versus taking your old equipment and then going back and doing the retrofit. So, you know, the retrofit, certainly there's a cost for doing that. But again, with a retrofit, you're assuming there's some base there that has some value. So let's use the planter example again. You know, you have that basic frame with a lot of steel and wheels and hydraulic hoses. It's really not going to change whether you buy a new piece of equipment or you continue using the one you're trying to retrofit. So that's already there. And if you buy a new planter, you know, you haven't replaced something that's perfectly fine as far as the base. You're just kind of upgrading the basic steel of it. So you really have to compare, well, what's the new cost going to cost me versus what it's going to cost me to add this new technology and really kind of compare the two and see which one's going to be most cost effective for you. Greg, are there companies that specialize in retrofitting? There are a number of companies that actually specialize just in the retrofit market. I was really kind of surprised about how many there were actually there were. Greg, what are some other factors that you suggest when considering whether or not to retrofit a tractor or equipment? Well, you know, certainly I would look at the cost. I would certainly do a comparison between buying new versus retrofitting what you have. And then you probably also need to consider the lifespan of that, too. So, you know, how long is that retrofit piece of equipment going to last versus what a new one would last in addition to the cost that would come into play on the economic side of things? Just to see what you're really buying. I mean, you can do a retrofit, but is it, I mean, if you're looking at a new piece of equipment that has all the technology and everything you want, it actually may do a better job than if you try to do a retrofit and try to add the parts that you're trying to add because the old equipment may not have been designed to actually add those things to start with here. So you got to consider that as a factor as well. I, I know my dad at one time, he bought one of the first no-till planters in our county back in Southern Illinois, back in probably, must've been the early seventies. You know, it was just a plate planter, but it did no-till planting. Well, you know, that worked fine and he could have retrofitted that to kind of improve it as he went along. But at some point in time, it does just, just doesn't make sense to do that. At some point in time, you need to bite the bull and probably upgrade the whole frame and everything and with everything on there to really do what you want to. So there's probably a limit to how much you can retrofit, really, I guess is what I'm trying to say. In addition to financial benefits being a reason to retrofit, what are some other reasons why retrofitting could be beneficial? Well, I guess you can say you kind of save on what you do accumulate around the farm. So, I mean, I'm not sure how many farmers actually trade in their old equipment, but I guess there is this a lot of times if you're buying new, well, what do you do with the old equipment? Are you going to trade that in or are you just going to keep it around to have for, you know, spares or whatever? So, you know, it's the idea of how much stuff you want to have around, what you can do with the old equipment. And then, but that could be an advantage really too. So if you're buying a new piece of a technology, you do have ability to have the old technology if you don't trade it back in as a backup. Whereas if you were trying to retrofit, then you maybe lose that backup capabilities that you have. A lot of farmers think that way, and I'm not really sure how much that ever comes into play, but that is something for both these guys to consider too. That is a good point. Thanks, Greg. What are some common questions that you get with regards to retrofitting? 
Oh, so you know, I work on a variety of things at K State. So a lot of the stuff I do, I do a lot of equipment things. So you know, we look at uh, you know what is a cost to operate a piece of equipment. We get a lot of questions about custom rate work and what I should charge for something. So you know, some of the crop budgets I develop, we have a setup for machinery management and machinery costing things. So someone's always asking, well, you know, not only for custom rates, my neighbor wants me to go do something for him. You know, what should I charge for that? So. We look at those kind of things, issues too, and, and figure out what it costs to actually operate a piece of equipment. And then some of my other work at K-State, I also mm-hmm. look at land values and rental range. Really the rental thing that I do at K-State as far as cash rents it probably gets me more questions than anything else because a lot of times we're dealing with landlords and, and tenants mm-hmm. that may not even be in the same state. And we're looking at, you know, am I paying the right cash rent? Am I charging too much or too little? Or am I paying too much or too little? And, and what we're trying to do there is trying to come up with a starting point for farmers and uh, landowners to kind of negotiate from and come up with a fair rental price. Another question I have for you, Greg, can retrofitting actually affect the tractor's performance in a negative way? Oh, gee, I hadn't really thought about that angle of it. I'm sure the companies who provide retrofit equipment are going to guarantee what they provide. But again, I don't think they're going out and actually necessarily doing the work for you to do that. So, I mean, so you're going to assume some responsibility getting it on there and, and making it work. And you know how that is that there's a, there's always some issue that it may not quite fit the way you think getting it actually put into place may be an issue here. So I don't think those retrofit companies who provide the parts are going to cover you for that. So yeah, there is some risk about going into doing that and doing some of that work on your own and actually making the technology work here. I can probably give you another example of that. So I've kind of got into making a lot of espresso drinks at home. So I bought myself the really the cheapest espresso machine you can have at home, which is still pretty fairly expensive. But one of the things they have you can buy as an add-on, because this is a fairly cheap machine to start with, is you can buy what they call a PID controller where you control the temperatures of water. Well, that's an add-on to bring the technology up to speed. Well, they sell you the kit and everything that comes with it, but I was responsible for getting it all put in there and making it work. And then once you do that, then you kind of make the original warranty go bad. So if you're doing a retrofit on a brand new equipment, you may mess up the warranty on the equipment you have. I, you know, Probably if you do older equipment that doesn't have a warranty, it's not a big deal. But I was doing it on a fairly new coffee espresso machine, so I pretty much voided my warranty to do that. And I took all the risk of adding that on there and making it work. So luckily it did, but you know, there's always a chance that it's not either. So you got to consider that in the, when you're decision making as well. I like that example, Greg. Are you aware of companies that do customized retrofitting? Yeah, I would think so. I think there's enough interest now among the, you know, kind of the self-driving auto steer stuff that you can add to tractors that there probably are a lot of kits you can buy to do that kind of thing. I know I've seen pictures on some of my Facebook feeds from some of my former friends who have added like auto steer stuff, but it's kind of, you know, the ones I saw, it was basically they just added something to the steering wheel to do the auto steer thing. I think the, the more modern things, they wouldn't go about approaching the auto steer that way. Certainly the, you know, the cars that have the auto steer part of it, you know, they have a technology that's more inside the car to do that. So sometimes the retrofit thing to do the, what you're trying to get by, it may seem a little sketchy the way it works. It may not be quite the way they would go about designing a new one. But I mean, as long as it suits your purpose and works fine, I, I, I would say probably if it's a good economic benefit to you, then you know, like, go ahead and do it, even if it may not be quite the way a new machine might actually approach the same way of doing something. If we're looking for something specific, say a part, what is the best way for farmers to go about trying to find that, Greg? Oh, I think part of the same way they do a lot of things. I certainly you could go in and talk to your local equipment company. Sometimes they would even have what you're actually looking for. You know, farmers are good about the coffee shop talk thing. So find out what someone else is doing in the area, some of your friends and neighbors, how they are approaching that. 
And then, you know, do what I kind of did, too. You can certainly go out and Google things. Again, I was surprised at how many things there are out there about retrofitting ag equipment out there that the companies that kind of just specialize in that very thing. Greg, are there any issues when it comes to selling or trading in retrofitted tractors and equipment? I don't see that being an issue. I mean, people are looking for the same thing. As I mentioned earlier, I mean, if you retrofit something that's still under warranty, I think you're going to mess up your warranty. And I don't think manufacturers are going to approve of that. But as long as you're outside the warranty thing, I don't really think you're going to do any harm to what you're doing. Again, depending on what the retrofit is, I mean, as long as you can find another farmer or another producer who's interested in that same kind of technology, I don't really think you're going to mess up your trade-in value or your resale value by doing that. In fact, a lot of times it's probably going to add some value to it. Again, it may not have the same trade-in value as if you had bought a new piece of equipment with that stuff kind of built into it. I still think you're going to have some value to it. Greg, say you go ahead and invest in something and it's just not working out how you thought it was. Is there a market for buying and selling retrofitted parts and pieces? Oh, good question. Again, uh, there's probably a smaller market to deal with. I mean, who's interested in those kind of things? There probably is a market for that. I mean, you may not be able to get maybe the full value for something or as much percent of value as you would if you had bought something brand new with it kind of a name brand thing. But I I think there would still be a market for that, even if it's not quite as large as what the original, maybe a newer piece of equipment from the original manufacturer might be. Are there any physical dangers that might be associated with retrofitting equipment? You know, I guess there could be if you try to put some retrofit equipment on something that maybe a frame that wasn't designed for something, like maybe you try to add some new planter technology and your frame of your old planter maybe wasn't designed for that kind of load or whatever you're trying to do. I guess there is probably a little bit danger, but I would have to think that wouldn't be an overriding concern in a lot of cases. I mean, these retrofit companies, I think they kind of recommend probably certain equipment that it will work on, but I, you know, there probably is a little, little higher danger. I don't know if that would be a major concern for a lot of people though. And what about insurance? Is there any issues that you're aware of in getting retrofitted equipment insured? I haven't really explored that angle. There might be. It depends on how much your retrofitted mm-hmm. stuff is costing and, and what it would cost to actually add it on there and what you think the new value would be. I would think you probably could insure it. I'm not sure you would be able to insure it for the full value of what the retrofit cost. So you may have to maybe start from a lower base value than you would maybe with something new. So that may be something to look into with your insurance agent. Are there any issues or restraints when it comes to retrofitting an older tractor or piece of equipment? Again, I would start with the economic side to see what the cost benefit is. You know, you really have to think about, well, why do you want to do this retrofit? And what advantage am I getting out of this? Is it really worth for me to take the time and effort to add new technology. So, I mean, like my dad's example of buying this first no-till planter, that, you know, that came as a plate planter here. That's pretty poor technology. So I'm sure there were some ways over time you could have added some better planning things to get some better accuracy for that if you wanted to keep some of the no-till things that came with the planter in the first place. So you kind of have to weigh those pros and cons and just see what you're really getting out of that. I mean, certainly you can drive a tractor without auto steer just fine and do it. But again, there's some advantages to doing that too. So you have to weigh, well, is the cost for me doing this really worth it? You know, would I be better off buying a brand new tractor to start with or, you know, just think about those kind of considerations as you go. Greg, we've mainly been talking about the hardware side of retrofitting. What about software programs? What are some suggestions or thoughts you have on that? Yeah, that's actually a good question because Deere has made some noises out there about their software and some of their equipment is copyrighted. It's kind of raised a stink among a lot of farmers about being able to repair equipment that involves maybe some software changes. So yeah, that's going to be a big issue going forward, I think, is 
who owns the rights to this technology? Can farmers actually go through and actually make changes that might involve some software changes? And what's that going to do to your warranty going forward here? I think a lot of those things are going to be decided going forward of whether your right to repair includes the ability to make changes to what deer would consider their, their copyright software. It's just not deer either. It's really all the manufacturers are kind of having those issues with software and actually how much say they're giving people to make changes to that kind of thing. So I think the courts are going to have a big say about what farmers can actually do if it involves a change in the way the software works for a piece of equipment. I've had farmers tell me that they have held off actually trading like a new combine because they didn't want to get into the whole software mess. They could repair their current equipment, even though it was older, because they didn't have to deal with a bunch of software issues. Whereas they would trade it off and buy new equipment, our new combine. Now there's software they have to get behind if they want to make some changes to their combine. Now with all this buzz out there about carbon farming, how do you think retrofit attractors fit into that discussion, negative or positive? Well, I think there's certainly a positive because if you don't have to go back and replace your base of your, let's say by retrofitting a planter and you're just starting off that same base of that planter frame, yeah, you're saving a whole bunch in steel and maybe hydraulic hoses and stuff that you don't have to recreate in the retrofit. So there's some advantages there. I guess maybe some of the possible negatives would be, does this retrofit, is it going to work as efficiently as a new piece of equipment and you sometimes you say well maybe not because a lot of times you maybe a new combine you might get better engine technology that might be more fuel efficient and more environmentally safe so yeah there, there's pros and cons either way i think you could probably make an argument that you know the retrofit's a better way and other ways you could say the buying a new equipment might be a better thing what are other points that we should talk about when it comes to retrofitting it's a pretty simple economic question really you just kind of look at the cost versus one versus the other, and you kind of go forward from that. So it's not something I get in my normal question about, you know, should I do this or not, actually. So I know some farmers who do it. I think they have the skills out there that they were able to make those decisions about really getting me involved, whereas, you know, cash rents, I get all kinds of questions about that for whatever reason. That seems to be a topic that they have a harder time getting their heads around. So, Well, Greg, on that, anything else to mention here today? Well, I can say, uh, you know, if you think about doing it, I, I would not necessarily discourage people from doing it, just kind of weigh the pros and the cons. And then, you know, there's probably a lot of other non-economic considerations in there, too, about, you know, do I want a new piece of equipment or am I happy with my, what I have? I mean, is it going to do the job for what I want, basically? So it's really maybe a personal decision, a lot of pros and cons to weigh there versus maybe just a, a true economic consideration. Thank you to my guest here today, Greg Ibendahl, Associate in the Department of Agricultural Economics at Kansas State University. And thank you all for listening to the show. For Successful Farming, I'm Lori Boyer.